You are listening to Money, Lies, and Family Ties, a multi-pronged approach to injustice in Ontario family law and mediation. My name is Karen Turkington. Introduction. I am finally coming up for air after spending almost two decades, the entire childhood and adolescence of my youngest child, trying to gain access to the Ontario Court of Justice to redress issues of financial disclosure regarding child and spousal support that had occurred in 2003. At that time, our case seemed straightforward. No property to divide, just determining child and spousal support based on my ex-partner's income. An income that had increased dramatically just after I was induced to sign a waiver for spousal support in 2003. A waiver that I later discovered in 2005 was based on false and misleading information. In 2006, my attempt to redress what my lawyer at that time referred to as both a travesty of justice and a miscarriage of justice was thwarted and quickly diverted out of court and into an inescapable cycle of mediation by my ex-partner's lawyer who was well paid by a family determined to not only deny my children and particularly me a legal right to financial support but to emotionally destroy me in the process having our case redirected to mediation in 2006 meant that the original misrepresentation of income from 2003 was never addressed but instead was covered up Despite my having hired six different lawyers throughout a 16-year period, no one could help me to rectify the original misrepresentation of income due to the diversion to mediation that I couldn't break out of. So from 2001 throughout 2016, I faced obstacles each time I attempted to address ongoing financial issues. Why was it so difficult? Without this understanding, I had no words to give voice to my experience and was therefore unable to explain it to anyone else. I came to refer to my experience as a mindfuck, as this term most accurately describes the psychological and emotional crazy-making of what I was living through. Eventually, I became exhausted and overwhelmed by the years of relentless and ineffective attempts to have my case heard by a judge. I couldn't possibly understand the carefully orchestrated ways in which I was being manipulated and undermined in my efforts to have my case heard in court. Had I been able to speak in front of a judge, I could have brought attention to the false statement that had previously been made in his 2003 affidavit. And as the situation continued, my physical and mental health deteriorated until in December 2015, my employment contract as a college instructor was not renewed. Unable to secure a well-paying job throughout the following months, I eventually lost the home I shared with our youngest daughter. Our older daughter had already moved out of the province to study. But I knew that if I remained in the same small city of Guelph, Ontario, I would not live long enough to see my two children reach full adulthood. So I moved out of the province to save my own life. I had expected our 16-year-old daughter to move with me as she also needed a change of friends and environment, but she wasn't ready to make a big move like that. Instead, she remained in Guelph and moved in with a succession of friends, even though her father lived in the same town. 
but she had lost the primary place she called home. Having given myself the geographical space that physical distance provided between the perpetrators and myself, words soon began to flow. Writing has been giving voice to the inexpressible, providing me with the means to tell my story about the years of financial, psychological, and emotional torture perpetrated by the father and grandfather of my two children. Engineered by their lawyer, facilitated by my own lawyer, and a suitably complicit mediator. When I moved away, I finally had the time and space to review the stacks of legal documents and email conversations I'd had with lawyers dating back to 2001. I began to research Ontario family law in the context of almost two decades worth of financial statements, affidavits, motions, and court orders. Gradually, I was able to piece together as much as I could without the benefit of a law degree to help me understand some of the steps that were taken to obstruct my efforts to access the Ontario Court of Justice. I can now read these legal documents without my body shaking in terror, which prevented me for many years from going anywhere near them. The damage inflicted by the legal professionals themselves added layers of confusion and suffering to an already painful family breakdown. Our two daughters have borne the impact of the many years of ongoing legal conflict between their father and me, this being the very real and unacknowledged trickle-down effect of injustice on children. I had trusted my ex-partner to do the right thing and I also trusted lawyers to understand my legal needs since I was often unable to explain to them something I myself couldn't understand. Therefore, I readily gave my power over to these experts, believing that they would protect my children's and my legal rights. They couldn't and didn't. Their own elevated status and the power that that afforded them enabled them to use their leverage to control, influence, and ultimately prevent my access to the system that I turned to in a time of need. To this day, 2020, the 2003 misrepresentation has never been addressed. So I'm addressing it now. Mm -hmm.